0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org.
1: What is up on a Friday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this Mailbag Friday edition of the Rebel Report. Uh, I don't know what date it is. I think it's July twelfth. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. So, it is uh Mailbag Friday. We uh, sort of got some questions. It was a little light. The the question load was reflective of the time of year it is. This is ESPYs week, which is like rock bottom of sports. <laughs> like it's only up from here because you got two weeks. You got like SEC media days, a week of baseball. And then just – then fall camp kind of gets going. And then before you know it, it'll be hard knocks. Then it'll
0: be last chance you. And then we'll be back in football season. I always think, like, uh, people that suggest backing the college baseball season up are are incorrect. But, like, this week kind of, to me, like, signifies this should be the week of the College World Series Championship. Just back it up three weeks.
1: Yeah, and then this would never, ever happen. But if Major League Baseball shortened their season to 100 games and had the postseason going on in August and September – they would. I think it would do much better ratings wise, but obviously that's never going to happen from a revenue standpoint because well, you're just cutting games,
0: sixty games out. How many games do you think they actually need to play? A hundred. A hundred. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go about one twenty, but yeah, I mean, it's. it's
1: I mean, one. what is what is what, where did one sixty two
0: come from? Yeah, that's a lot of games.
1: Good. God. What that doesn't make any sense. It's not even a rounded number. It's one hundred sixty two. <laughs>
0: Uh I guess it's let's see, divided by 3. That's 54 three game series, but obviously you play some four game series in there too and some two And some twos. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's too many. But honestly, don't you think pitchers would get less wear and tear on their arms and stuff too? I yeah, mean,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. 100 What is the difference between 160, 100 and 160 games? If, like why do you man, need the extra 62?
0: Man, if I was the Dodgers or the Astros or a team that's going to obviously win the division, I get my pitchers a month of rest at some point. I I, I let them skip three or four starts because, I mean, what's the point of grinding them down right now?
1: Yeah, they have a 13 game lead, but that's also my the other side of the that would be the other side of my argument is like, well, like if you're worried about teams building divisional leads, well, I mean, the teams that aren't contending are already out of it by the 50 60 game mark, let's so say a hundred.
0: Well, yeah, I guess except for the central because the Reds have a losing record or they're in like four or like five games back but
1: all of them are trying to win like the yeah. reds are probably going to add at the deadline but like i'm just talking about like the like you wouldn't have any flukes like kansas city hanging around or seattle or no. something like that like if you're no. not trying to win 100 games is plenty of time to prove that you're not trying to win <laughs> yeah agree Agreed. we buried the lead russell westbrook is a rocket
0: he is uh Sure, and Chris Paul is –
1: We have and, questions on that. We'll get to that. We don't necessarily have to make that first. I have a lot of thoughts on that, though. That is uh, – the NBA never sleeps. I thought the Kawhi Leonard thing, like, was signaled the end of free agency. And I know it's a trade. It's not free agency. But still, I guess I thought that signaled the end of the NBA offseason. And, boy, was I wrong. Because I would say <laughs> this was – I mean, Kawhi Leonard thing was more impactful. But this is more interesting to me.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I knew he wanted to trade as soon as Paul George got dealt. Yeah, but you figured
1: it would. I didn't figure it would be to Houston because for a number of reasons, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Anyway, we'll let the uh, we. Someone has a. I think there was a question on that, but anyway, we'll get going. Um, first question we have on this very light mailbag Friday: If Sean Robinson reclassifies to the 2019 signing class, how much is an impact does he make on next year's team? I think none. I think he would redshirt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think he plays if uh, if he reclassifies. I mean, I, there's, a, I guess, a path for him. I mean, Blake Henson got on the floor, but he's I, a six foot ten
1: power forward from Gilbert, Arizona, I believe, for yeah. um, for those of you that don't know, um, he was there's rumblings that he may reclassify. I think he's going to end up reclassifying from sounds like from people I've talked to, because it sounds like they're trying to make it happen. And usually when they try to make the stuff like that happens, it happens. Um, yeah. Ole Miss is already deep at the four um i mean you've got blake henson that could play the some four you've got kj Buffin. um you know luis rodriguez probably not playing a four but like they, they're kind of deep they're they're deeper in the front like small forward front court three four department i i don't think he would play very much um yeah. so i i don't think it would make an impact i, I say he would red shirt I, I don't know that for a fact. Um. I guess I mean there's there's a chance he could contribute and add depth because you know you never know with injuries and stuff. I don't think it would be a huge impact though. Like I don't think that changes the team's ceiling.
0: No, any I, if I, at all. I would bet well, not a lot of money, but I would bet that he uh, he doesn't play next year if he's in old Miss uniform. Um, yeah. I
1: I guess I would tend to agree. I, I just I don't know. I mean, if if Buffin goes down and they get you can get right, in there yeah. really quickly. So I. I don't know. Um, I don't injury, think it's a huge impact, though. Pending injury, they want to redshirt him. Um, five biggest Hayes. Doubly really? asked five biggest busts for Ole Miss football in y'all's lifetime.
0: Like, what is that? What is like teams or? I think he's meaning players. Um, one is uh, Pat Patterson. Yeah, um, strongest two.
1: Does Deontay Henderson count? He was awful.
0: Yeah, he was so bad. Like He was, he was only a four-star, but he was so bad that he should have been like a one-star. He jumped uh, out of a plane. He did. He did. Um, that's about all. I, I don't really like doing that type of stuff because, yeah. I mean, you're kind of making fun of kids. Yeah, but they're not kids at this point. Well, they were. Um, I mean, there's another one that comes to mind that played defensive back. Who? Uh, CJ Hampton.
1: Yeah, he uh, he did not turn out. He did not really pan out at all. Um, Good that's dude. another
0: one. So that's four. Good. Um, dude. He's a coach down at uh, Gulf Coast now. Um,
1: yeah, but I mean, it's fine to say their career didn't pan out. Like, I, I, would, I don't know CJ Hampton at all. I don't really remember much about him being around Ole Miss, but, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, general self-awareness, if you ask him if his career panned out like he thought, I would bet his answer would be no. Sure,
0: um, Kalo Moore would probably be on that list somewhere. I don't even remember how he was. How, what was he coming out of? He was. Uh, I actually played against him in high school. Um, he was a running back slash cornerback, like a high four star that never really got on the field. When I got this question last night, I didn't think it necessarily pertained.
1: I didn't read the football part; like I kind of skimmed through it. So I was just thinking like sports in general. Remember that kid that AK got? That was like a McDonald's All American from Memphis that it had yeah. call- Laundrick Nolan. No,
0: Jelon Ken, Kendrick.
1: Jalon Kendrick. That's exactly what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know he, uh, uh, you know what he did to get kicked off the team, don't you? Um, I don't
1: know. Don't c I mean he my point overall point he was not not good. Well, I
0: thought he actually was good. He was just an idiot. Like you couldn't stay out of trouble. His uh I, AK didn't start him the last game of the year and my man just went in full uniform and sat in the student section and watched the last game of the year.
1: Um, I'm trying to pull up his college stats. Uh, I can't find it. it says he plays basketball in London.
0: Yeah, that's probably all right. right. The London Lightning. <laughs> just, uh, Google Jalon Kendrick Ole Miss stats. You might find something. He finished at UNLV. Yeah, he did. Him and, uh, DeVille Smith from State. He got kicked out of State. Both of them went to UNLV.
1: Um, in his one year at Ole Miss, he played 20 minutes a game. He averaged just over a field goal per game. <laughs> five, five attempts. attempts. what what did he shoot what was his percentages uh he was a 26 percent three-point shooter and a 30 percent field goal percentage okay
0: maybe i was just wrong okay i thought he was better than that
1: uh, um so that's really one that comes to mind um, basketball the, the,
0: the there's an easy one in basketball uh, what am I missing? AK's greatest mystery in his history of coaching. You don't remember this? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> that was the greatest quote of all time.
1: Is that, wait, no, Perez? Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. that stretch his last year, too, where he kind of thought he figured it out. Like, he got relegated to the bench. I don't remember what year this was. I want to say it was 2016. Yeah, but, but he got to the tournament. No, nah, that was 15 they went to the tournament yeah so maybe so. i guess maybe it was 15 but like he got relegated to the bench then he had like a couple of nice games off the bench and it, it just never never really stuck for the guy um john kendrick signed with this london team august 8th of last year so like he's still he's still kicking the can down the road well, you don't
0: you're, you're not a mcdonald's all-american because you're not talented
1: i guess that's true
0: um so yeah uh
1: we have a request for update the former Ole Miss baseball players in the minor leagues.
0: Uh, uh, I can tell you gray and Thomas got the single or high. Uh,
1: yeah, we had a couple requests to discuss that on the show. I don't really know what to discuss. They're good. They got promoted. Like I don't, uh, I mean, it's high a baseball.
0: Yeah. I think, I think they're moving gray up as quick as possible and maybe use him. You can't trade him this year, but they can use him as trade bait. Maybe next year. Um, Along with the fact that Gray's really good, uh, uh, I think Carlos so, has a better chance to make major league make, make a major league team than most given credit for.
1: Um, if he can catch, um, but you know he's not catching. I thought no, he. I thought they just pulled him out of left field.
0: Where is he? I, I the, his first four games, two were in left and two were in right. I know that. I believe he's not playing left field anymore. Once he
1: got promoted, I could be wrong about that. Um, so. The most recent thing I have for you is from the SID's office that this is where they were at the beginning of this year. So this is opening day 2019. Um, obviously, you got the guys in the show. Jacob Wagspack was with the Buffalo Bisons of AAA. He's obviously in the show now and pitching quite well. Um, yep. He has made it up to the Blue Jays' roster. So I actually talked. I'm doing a story that I was going to drop this week, but I'm dropping next week on Jerry and Ely and John Rice Plumley trying to play two sports. Um, and I talked to Anthony Offord. And I talked to um, Sinquest Golson just kind of about the challenges of trying to go back and forth. They had some really interesting insight on it. But my point in saying that is, it appears Bison. It, it appears Alfred and Wackis Pack were teammates on the Buffalo Bison this year. And guess who else was until about, I guess, the last week, of April? Vlad Jr.
0: How about that?
1: Yeah, Alfred so. made it. Alfred's made it up before. I don't think he's ever really stuck. No, he's, he's kind of in that foray range. I be, he was called to the show, I believe, first in 2017. Um, okay. he, was a, he was really interesting to talk to. He's a good dude. I didn't know yeah, like he was him. married in college. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, He's an, he's an interesting, interesting guy. He had an odd insight. I, I I'm looking forward to doing that story because it's two guys that didn't really – like. obviously, Alford did not play both in college – but you kind of get both routes. Like, Sinquez tried to play both in college, and Offer did the thing where he goes and plays summer ball for the Blue Jays, every other thing. So you kind of get, like, two different routes to kind of doing the same thing. But basically, not to spoil it, the gist of it was, most of it was kind of a physical toll it took on their oh, bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and time management. Anyway, that'll be out next week. I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, Aaron Barrett was with the Nationals. He got up. He, I believe he's back down in AAA now. Braxton Lee is in AAA with the Mets. Um, what trade was he a part of? He was originally a Marlin.
0: Yeah, well, he was originally a
1: Ray. Oh, he got the he got Rule Five by the Mets. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's what this says. I'm, How does you know, Rule
0: Five work? Because he was up with the Marlins last year.
1: Um. I had to write something on this for MLB last year, and I remember uh, basically having a gigantic headache after trying to figure (laughs) that out. So I'm going to need to sit down with more coffee and maybe I can explain that on Monday. I don't know. Um, I don't think anyone wants to know. Um, Stuart Turner's AAA with the the Cincinnati Reds, Louisville Bats. uh, He was there the whole time I was there in AAA. He just, he hasn't hit enough to get to the, he's gotten up before, but he has not, um, he has not hit enough to be, a major league player. Errol Robertson is with the Oklahoma City Dodgers, I believe, now. He started the year with the Tr- Tulsa Drillers, according to this. Wyatt Short's still a double-A with the Cubs at the Tennessee Smokies. Will Allen is a advanced day with the Marlins.
0: No, no, he's not. He is not? No, he. Uh, I think he retired recently.
1: Okay, so retired since Lartig, um Advanced day, Parkinson advanced day. I believe Parkinson got promoted to double-A since. Okay, um,
0: yeah. I think Chad Lodge Smith is, is still giving it a go with the. Chad Marlins. Smith had good stuff at Ole Miss. It just never really could corral it. Uh, his mechanics were
1: very weird. Apparently, he and Will Allen were teammates. You're telling me that's not the case now. I think. Um, I heard,
0: yeah.
1: Tate Blackman started the year in Class A with the White Sox. Bortles Class A. Feigl Class A. Um, you got
0: a bunch of dudes in Class A. Um, yeah. So, Rollison's pitching pretty well. Um, I haven't looked at his numbers lately, but he, or this, I haven't looked at him probably in a week or two. But he was pitching really well up until then. Matt Snyder is um, still kicking it, yeah.
1: Yeah, he is in AAA New AAA. Orleans with the Marlins. Uh, probably has a chance to get up because they're awful. <laughs> September call up. Yeah, he,
0: he's been hurt a
1: lot of his career, but when he's played, he's really hit. Yeah, and he was uh, working out this past offseason with the college, like with the baseball team in February. Uh, he is jacked. um so that must be nice so i hope that update was sufficient um you if you google like i'm not being facetious if you google it there's a full list on old miss's website that's how i found it i hope that helps um i don't know what this means sand on earth or stars in the universe man that's from our friend jay um i i don't know what that i don't know what to do with that both of us were uh, we talked about Bill Lawton on the show yesterday. I think yeah, this man, some
0: of that. yeah,
1: uh, I think this man was maybe slipped a tab.
0: Um, yeah. Both of us were average college students, man. You got to explain more than that. Sand
1: on Earth or stars in the oh my! He sent this at ten fifteen at night too. There's no telling what was uh, what was going on. Um, which Jesus? Um, which uh, Rebel Athletics tweets? Which freshman, besides Ely, is the biggest contributor this upcoming uh, season? Uh, that's a really Plumlee? interesting question. Um, Plumlee has a chance if he plays safety, um, or I guess even at backup quarterback. I mean, hell, Ole Miss hadn't made it through a season with a quarterback in what? How many years?
0: Four. Well, I mean, they they basically made it through this year. I mean, Tamu gets hurt at the in the state game when the game was over, but they made. I it mean, sure, but that still counts. <laughs> I mean, technically okay. Um,
1: um, I mean, so you don't often see that's four straight seasons where the backup quarterback finished in the year. Yeah. Wait. No, three. Sixteen, yeah. seventeen, eighteen. I was like, no, Kelly. Kelly played the whole year. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, you go Kelly to Patterson, Patterson to Amu, to Amu to Corral. Obviously, the last one didn't count as much, but I mean. It's significant. Like there, there's enough of a sample size there to say, you know, if Corral goes, particularly this year, if Corral goes down, they're on. Uh, they're in deep, deep shit.
0: I wouldn't treat uh, Plumley as an insurance policy when he's athletic enough to get on the field somewhere else. Um, that's fine, but what happens if Corral gets hurt? Well, I'll put Kincaid Dent back there. I don't know. I mean, it's not is the is the fall from John Rice Plumley to Kincaid Dent going to be that serious? Um,
1: I don't know that because. Plumley didn't play in the spring game. There's not a whole lot you can gather from the spring game, but what I could gather from the spring game is that neither one of the backups are ready to play college football right now. No,
0: no, but I don't think John Rice Plum is ready to play college quarterback. Uh, probably not, but I
1: imagine with his athletic ability and willingness to run, he's a better fit than either of those two, right. Tisdale and Dent. Anyway, yeah. um, I biggest contributor to this upcoming season as a freshman that's not Ely, I'm trying to think what I'm
0: missing here. I mean, I'm going Plumlee because I don't really think many other freshmen contribute. Um, oh if you tell me one of the receivers like Mingo or someone uh, Jackson uh, contributes, then I'm not shocked. But I think it's Plumlee. I guess Mingo's
1: a possibility. I just I don't know. They they have options at receiver, and I'm just not sure they get get that far down. I just pulled up their um. I'm going through their class one more time just to see if we
0: are missing anyone. I mean, Lakia Henry's going to play a lot. Sam Williams is going to play a lot. Those are our Jucos. Uh, Yeah, Sam Williams
1: is probably going to be the biggest impact newcomer, but that doesn't count because they're obviously, like you just said,
0: Um,
1: Drummond's another kid that's got a chance, but he's not a freshman. No. I guess the answer is Plumlee. Uh, I guess the answer could end up being Kincaid Dent. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I guess it could be Tisdale too. I don't know.
0: Are um, all parties involved, you you certainly hope not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that would be less less than ideal for Ole Miss. Number two, what are your top three gas station snacks?
0: Oh man. So so what are we constituting as snacks? What do you like, mean? Like just candy?
1: No, just anything you can get at a gas station. Now, don't do, like, chicken on a stick, but, like— I was going to say, like, chicken on a stick's number one, right? Mine is that smart food White Cheddar Popcorn, then Beef Jerky, and then third is—
0: I don't know. I always get a Butterfingers. Okay, yeah, Butterfingers is certainly uh, in my top three. Let's see. I'm trying to—I can't remember what the things are called. It's, like, Chewy Candy. Uh, it's, like—not Lifesavers. I don't know what they're called. Um, threes? No, no. It's oh god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt myself because I can't remember what they're called. Um, star. I'm I'm a big candy person. Like I don't I don't I don't do chips that often. So yeah, like uh Starburst, Butterfingers, and I'm a big Payday fan. I like I like Payday. So we'll,
1: those are my three. Sunflower seeds are usually a good call too. And then I like the hot peanuts.
0: <laughs> hot peanuts like, they come
1: okay. in the tiny packages. Yeah, yeah I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything else. Chicken um, on
0: a stick uh, at about 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Is, yeah, that is doesn't well count.
1: <laughs> That's not really a snack. Um, I like Twizzlers, people don't really
0: like those. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with Twizzlers. Ooh, um, were you, were you big? Uh, were you were you chicken on a stick or a pizza stick guy? I, I always go to chicken on a stick, but I never get chicken
1: on a stick. I get a pizza stick, egg That's roll, and a, a Crispita, and sometimes I get two of each. That's
0: what I'm saying, dude. Did you get chicken on the stick or a pizza stick? Um, I'm ashamed to admit this, but
1: I will anyway. There has been a night or two in school, out of school, whatever, where I've gotten three of each and spent like $19 in there. And five uh, of were absolutely repulsed. Um, you, were,
0: you were feeling it the next morning.
1: Yeah, it was uh, not not a great Ooh. morning. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of those in there. But, yeah, that doesn't really wait, wait, count. Three chicken on the sticks. No, 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 no. I don't get oh. chicken on stick. I get three of each, like the three of what I just named each. Okay, so three pieces. I don't do that sticks. regularly. Let's, let's make that clear. That I would be dead. What, what was the
0: other thing you said you got besides pizza sticks? Egg roll and a crispito. I've never had a crispito. What? I don't guess I have. Did you what live are... in a dorm? <laughs> I did not, to be fair. I didn't. You didn't live in a dorm? No, man. I didn't go to old Miss my freshman year. Oh. I always forget that
1: yeah yeah dude yeah okay that's a. I guess dude you couldn't have lived in a dorm and not had one of those but anyway you need to try it i don't even really know what's in it it's cheese and bread and oh my god it's good um i I don't really if you ask it that's kind of one of the greatest mysteries around this place also are crispitos a mississippi thing or is that outside
0: of mississippi too well considering i've never eaten one i can't really answer that question
1: i guess that's fair i don't know but like if you ever ask someone what's in a crispito it's like a it's like asking them, like, what's out there in the universe. People are like, hell, I don't know, but it's cool. <laughs> it's it good. is. I swear to God. Like, no one knows. Um, I know it's cheese and bread. That's – or cheese. Right, I'm yeah.
0: A, I'm, I'm going to have to get one uh, my next Square Adventure.
1: It's hot cheese and bread. It's incredible. I can't believe you have never had one. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm trying – I don't think I missed any gas station snacks there. Um, what are some bad ones? Like, what pisses me off when people get them? Um. I guess okay. not. Nothing
0: really. Yeah, I was supposed to say I don't. I don't really get uh, offended at other people. <laughs> <Unless> <laughs> you, it
1: has mayonnaise
0: you, on it. God, I hate mayonnaise.
1: The people that get those like gas station hot dogs and shit gross me out. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, that's disgusting. And I'm not even anti-hot dog. I like hot dogs. But you go get like one of those things that's on the roller, like in the gas. Station, it's like, no, tell. That's been there for weeks, man. Like, I. <laughs> Don't they they should have to pay you to eat that. Don't don't pay money to eat that. I'm
0: pretty uh open to eating gas station like meals though. Like uh I, I don't I don't mind some some like chicken and dressing that you see at some gas stations. In fun. Mississippi it's better and I guess someone
1: in the south do, but like like when I remember when I was in Ohio, I was like these gas stations are not the same. Like I would never order any of this shit in here. Um
0: so keep your chicken.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, I that's really all I got on that. Um, what did Freeze say to Mike Sheridan? Uh, I don't have, I don't really know how to tackle that. Ooh.
0: Um, he basically told him that he was sent by the devil. If what I have heard is correct,
1: I was told that they loved each other and uh, uh-huh. we're gonna play golf, but he canceled on him and it never
0: worked out. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: I heard that. I've, I've been told that went swimmingly. Um, best of pals.
0: Yeah, um, he yeah, called him the <laughs> double. You,
1: uh, Tyler Hayes sent that. Just call her at me another day. We'll uh, <laughs> maybe talk. Um, anyway, uh, will the Egg Bowl ever move back off Thanksgiving? It's yes. killing us out of state, folks. Yes, it will. It's a TV thing. It's in a contract with ESPN. I believe next year is the last year of that. Yeah. I'm I not, right. not this coming, Egg Bowl. The next one, I think it's last year.
0: I think you're right. Or I no,
1: maybe it's this year. Maybe it's a three-gamer.
0: Well, that that's kind of unfair to let State have it twice. I mean, if – I guess, I mean, if Ole Miss doesn't care, um, I don't know. I just figured they would do one, like two at home for Ole Miss, two at home for State.
1: Um, yeah, that's – yeah. It's good I, I, it's it's definitely moving back it's a tv thing i just don't remember off the top of my head and i'm trying to look it up right now and i can't i can't find it it's definitely moving back i am not uh i don't have a strong opinion on this i'm not the biggest fan from a working perspective of this being on thanksgiving because it's like one it pisses my mom off which is never good (laughs) um two like two and like i have very little to complain about because i don't like work normal hours and stuff like that but like I I don't know just the idea of like doing the Thanksgiving lunch and then driving to Oxford or Starkville just is kind of a bummer. Like I I I would love to have it the Saturday afternoon, but at the same time I get to I work on Thursday, do a little bit of work on Friday morning, and then really have the rest of the weekend to do whatever. So it's kind of like a like give and take thing. Like there's some aspects I like about it, some I don't. I imagine most fans are not fans of it at all.
0: Well, I mean, um, it's it's easy for me because I live 15 minutes from start and 60. Well, I mean, where I'm having Thanksgiving lunch is 15 minutes from start and 60 from Oxford. So, I mean, it's uh, it doesn't personally. But even it's if fine. you're
1: close, I think it's just this guy obviously is. I mean, out of state guy, yeah, like
0: he's. I he's,
1: But like even with the close people, I think it's just the idea of having to move, like move and go do that on Thanksgiving. I would imagine if you're watching it as a fan and wanting to go and enjoy the game, you'd be much better off at being on Saturday. That way, you can do the Thanksgiving thing you know send off the relatives on friday and then go on friday or saturday like it just seems very compact and very much a pain in the ass yeah. to do it all of that on thanksgiving yeah um so i uh yeah i i i guess if i had to pick someone was like put it on like which which would you rather have it i think i would do the saturday afterward though there's pluses and minuses to the thursday for me that i outlined
0: selfishly for fans i would imagine
1: this thanksgiving night thing kind of sucks
0: yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been to a Thanksgiving egg bowl because I didn't go to the one this year. You know, they uh, do them all the time. Yeah,
1: back when like, Eli, like early two thousands, they did a lot of them, and it doesn't. Ha- it, it hasn't helped. Like if you're looking at it from an exposure perspective, it it hasn't helped. The last two these th- last year and this year, they're going to be going up against Saints Falcons, which yeah. is just less ideal. Because like honestly, I know college football is crazy in the South, but the majority of people in the country, you put a a college and an NFL game side-by-side, side, and they're attracted to the NFL game. Yeah. Um, myself included, by the way. If I had an option to watch that or an NFL
0: game, I'm watching Saints-Falcons. I need to get into the NFL. I don't have a team, so it kind of hurts me. I Just play fantasy football. I, I suck at it, and I don't really
1: like it. I like the Titans, but uh, I'm not, like, sitting down. I'll admit, fully admit, I follow the Titans. I read a lot about the Titans, but I don't like... Uh, I don't watch like every snap of their games. Like that that thing's on Red Zone. I've got all kinds of stuff going on on Sundays. Sundays is like my day of the week. Like during football season, you work Saturday and then like Sunday I turn on Red Zone and I do nothing. Like I yeah. really, honestly I'm going to start turning my phone off. Like like if you need to reach <laughs> me, I'll be in the black hole in my living room. I do nothing for 8
0: hours but watch football and eat. I think if I think if we could just put you on Hawaii with enough money and food to live forever, you'd do it and never come back.
1: Yeah, I don't have to have contact with the outside world.
0: Um, you could ever get again. up with your mom or something, right?
1: Uh, I think she'd be cool with it, depending on how I've acted lately. Um, <laughs> so, see, Jared Robinson asks, did y'all always want to pursue y'all's careers or are there cool. other subjects you thought about majoring in while in college? Oh, buddy, let Funny. me tell you how I got into this.
0: Um, <laughs> do you want to
1: go or me?
0: Yeah, you go. Well, I'll go first. Um, I don't really know what my career is. I got an education – degree. I started in an education, and it was like I can't do advanced math. So I got out of that and got a journalism degree. And now I'm just going to start teaching again. So, uh, yeah, my career path has been a uh, mess.
1: Okay. Not to one-up you, but I think I've got the crazier uh, – I think I've got a crazier – I'm sure you do. Um, So I came to school – I didn't have a major my first two years. I literally had no idea what I wanted to do. I was taking all the freshman pre and all that crap and then like some b- general business stuff. And I declared like early in my sophomore year as an insurance major. And literally, I don't know anything about insurance. I don't give a shit about insurance. <laughs> um, it just sounded like some stable major. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Um, and then when I was a sophomore, uh, the summer after my freshman year, I got an email one night at like 10 o'clock at night, uh, about some writing contest. But I thought it was from, it was from, I I thought the email was from one of my English comp teachers. So I thought I had forgotten like an assignment. So I thought this was required. So I literally just copied and pasted the last essay I'd written for my freshman writing class, which had happened on being, happened on being, happened to be, I can't talk today on paying college athletes sent it in there, sent it to the wrong email. It ended up in the opinion section of the Daily Mississippian. (laughs) I sent it to the opinion editor by accident. I don't know how I did that. Started writing guest columns, uh, then covered baseball for a year, and decided I liked it. And so then I basically decided that I was going to become a sports writer. So that (laughs) is how that happened for me. One thing just kind of led to another. I kept getting jobs. Um, I didn't change my major. I, I, well, I did, I got a business marketing degree with a minor in journalism. Um, and here I am. So the answer, the short answer to that is no. Um, the long answer is I sent an essay to the wrong email address. And here I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, 2015, 2016
0: at the uh, DM was wild.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, quite, <laughs> quite the wild time.
0: Um, let's see. Next
1: question. Baxter ass. <laughs> of course, the first one I'm not going to be able to say on air.
0: Oh, man. What is this? Um, a- buy or
1: sell the Rockets move. So here we go. We buried the lead. Russell Westbrook is a Houston Rocket. Um, I don't get this. Uh, I get this from the Thunder perspective, I don't get this from Houston's perspective. So they traded a 30. 30- they traded for a – how old is Westbrook? I think is 30. Yeah, he's um, 30. He is 30. They traded for him – I'm trying to pull up, make sure I have all this right with Woj. I'm trying to find Woj's original tweet um, to make sure I have all of this completely correct. They traded for Russell Westbrook for two first – Chris Paul – two first-round picks and pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. So the Rockets now have a ball-dominant point guard to go along with their ball-dominant shooting guard. I don't get this. Um, Westbrook has lost a bound step. He's uber-athletic. He cannot shoot. So he relies on his athleticism incredibly heavily. Um, I don't get this because I, the Rockets do the ISO thing under Mike D'Antoni, and it kind of worked with the whole Chris Paul um James Harden thing because they could put them on opposite sides of the floor and space the floor and do the ISO thing but you're basically doing the same thing with that with a guy that can't shoot and while Chris Paul was not exactly a guy that's going to be great in the system he was at least willing to pass and did some more stuff off the ball Russell Westbrook doesn't do anything off the ball I don't understand this
0: <laughs> I, th- I felt like it was just they needed to get Paul out and you kind of had to have a guy that that was good enough to make you relevant in this league because this league is going to be a bear, so... Uh, they're but they're the,
1: if 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 that if that if that story doesn't come out that there's discontent between Chris Paul and James Harden and dysfunction in the organization, they've been b- being talked about as one of the favorites, if not the favorite, in the West, because they're the only team that has come remotely close to beating the greatest dynasty we've seen in like seven or eight years. If that story doesn't come out about them like not liking each other, Houston is probably talked about as the favorite. Who's come close to beating Golden State as they were constructed, other but-
0: than them? Okay, if that story doesn't come out and you keep Chris Paul and those two still can't get along and have no chemistry, then you're probably still not winning the West.
1: I think they, would, I think they could easily win it. They did it, almost did it in 2017 if Chris Paul doesn't pull a hamstring. Or 2018, excuse me.
0: Well, I mean, yes, but it felt like the relationship since that point kind of deteriorated, too. And I, I do think there's something to having chemistry within basketball.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not saying that doesn't completely ma- I, That's completely irrelevant. But you can't sit those two down in a room and be like, we're this close. You can't, like, let's run this back one more year, and then if this doesn't work, I'll get you the hell out of here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I It just felt like.
1: And you're going to go the chemistry route, which I, I, I'm i not saying what you're saying isn't true, because there is definitely, particularly in basketball, and particularly over an 82-game season, that matters, but you just brought in Russell Westbrook. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I mean that that part's fair. Um, I, I think it was just more they had to get Paul out of there.
1: Um, I guess so. But Chris Paul is over the hill. He is uh impossible to buy out because if I'm, I have this number right, I believe he makes thirty eight million this year and then forty four million the next two years. <laughs> so they can't buy out his contract. That's literally almost like literally almost impossible money. Um, they could flip him again. Is there a world where he goes to the Lakers? The problem is the Lakers don't have anything to offer uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could do of, a
1: three-team well, deal to maybe make some stuff work,
0: Yeah, but well, like Lakers there's no picks. They, all their picks belong to New Orleans. If the Lakers were going to do that, they should have just done it for Westbrook.
1: Oh, no. That, no that, Chris Ball the a bronze guy. That would fit way better than Russell Westbrook I, on the uh, Lakers.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't think it really matters. I don't think either of them would have made a significant I mean, is probably not the right word. I don't think of the the Lakers are would be the uh, clear cut favorite even if they added Paul or Westbrook.
1: I think if they added Chris Paul that they would make a difference because Chris Paul's not dead. He's over the hill, but he's not dead. I mean they were he goes out it he goes down to a hamstring injury. Or, I think it may have been a quad in 2018, and they lose the series to the Golden State because of that. Like, he's still a hell of a player, but he's hard to play with sometimes. He wears on people, but he doesn't get along. He's one of the last, like, old fashioned guys in the NBA. Um, He's a willing passer, and he shoots it okay, and he's a devil in pick-and-roll. So I think it would make an impact for sure. That's why I don't completely understand this move for Houston because while Russell Westbrook is probably better than Chris Paul at this point, Russell Westbrook's decline is going to be almost a 45-degree angle or 90-degree angle. He's going straight down.
0: Paul can turn down some of that money and get bought out and go play for whoever he wants to, and I don't necessarily think he's probably against that. Uh,
1: I think they're going to try to flip him again because Oklahoma City now has – Since draft night, they have acquired eight first-round picks. They have Denver 2020, Miami 2021, uh, Miami 2022, L.A. Clippers 2023, Miami 2024, L.A. Clippers 2024, Houston 2024, Houston 2026, L.A. Clippers 2026, and Houston 2026. They have eight first-round picks since draft night.
0: Yeah, they're going to have a lot of dudes that are in eighth grade right now. Uh, yeah, sure. But if you're talking about a
1: rebuild in a, see what people don't like, what I say people, what I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize about a lot of this NBA stuff. It's not even necessarily the pick. Like, I always like the argument where you're like, yeah, you have those picks, but how many of those picks are going to turn out to be as talented as a Kevin Durant or a Russell Westbrook? The answer is probably zero, but it doesn't matter. It's given the illusion that you have assets. like. People value picks almost as much as they do superstars right now, which I think is dumb in the NBA. But people have like like that's value. So if they want to go trade for someone, they have enough assets to go trade for whoever they want to. Like like they're doing exactly what the Clippers did. Like in two years, of Giannis, whoever comes free in 2021, if they want to do a sign and trade, they have the assets to do it. Or if a Ben Simmons or somebody is like, I want out of Philly, because Simmons just signed a max deal, they have the assets to make a trade. So, like, it's not to me, it's not even about the picks. It's just they, ha- they are flush with assets is basically what it is. Like, I, like if you considered it cash, they are flush with cash right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they certainly are. I mean, they've, they've kind of rated everybody for their first-round picks. I don't really so, understand the purpose of pick swaps. Like, with Oklahoma City having a pick swap with Houston, Houston's going to finish behind them. Why would they want to swap their picks with them?
1: Well, in twenty twenty five if Houston finishes worse, like they're they're banking on that being blown up by twenty twenty five. So if Houston finishes like, you know, if Houston's a lottery team in twenty twenty five and Oklahoma City's kind of on the rise then they're gonna swap their pick and get a lottery pick out of it. But they sure. do have the option to turn it down. Like they well, it doesn't have to be swapped.
0: Isn't there one in twenty twenty one though?
1: There is one in twenty twenty one.
0: Makes no sense to me. You're not gonna use that. Um, probably not. But I
1: mean hell if, if the if if this doesn't work, I mean the NBA in, entire like fortune of a franchise changes. I mean you saw it in New Orleans in a year, like two years is a long
0: time from now. Oh, yes. I guess that just the Thunder are going to be very very bad.
1: Um, next year, yeah, sure, but in twenty twenty, who knows? I mean, you don't know who's on their roster. You don't know who they tra- – you know what I mean? The, the entire face of the league changes every off season, and it always comes down to the team with the most assets ends up being able to change their fortune quicker. So I think the days of these five, six, seven – four, five, six-year rebuilds are done if you do it the right way. Well,
0: eh, I guess. We'll see. I just – I don't know. I, I, I've never understood the uh, – I'd rather just have picks instead of pick swaps.
1: Um. Well, yeah, sure, but teams are, like, that's also a way of, like, I guess, leveling out. Like, instead of them giving you four first-round picks, which they weren't going to do, the pick swap is, like, it's not half a pick, but it's, like, a lesser version of getting another pick. So, like, it's, it's a way to, I guess, kind of mediate terms in terms of, like, what you're getting. Okay, sure. Um... But yeah, and I think from what I read last night, uh, they were hoping to make this a three-team deal and try to send Chris Paul elsewhere. But I don't think it—I uh, don't think it um, necessarily worked out. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul got traded to Miami, though. Um, that would be interesting to me because they have the assets to make that happen. Um, LA does not, and then you get a Chris Paul Jimmy Butler thing. Not necessarily that would work, but that would make more sense than him. Like he can't be bought out, as we said earlier. Can't happen. So you know who.
0: You know who's a good team that needs a, a a veteran point guard to probably get them over the hump? That's right, Detroit. We can team him and Blake Griffin up again.
1: Um... I wouldn't actually hate that because you have Reggie Jackson. They have some pieces there. Blake Griffin's yeah. not necessarily the same player he was, although he's added a jump shot, which is uh, yeah, well, which has been really interesting to watch. I don't know. I mean, they'd be a four seed in the East. I think they could be a top four or five seed in the East if they added Chris Paul.
0: Yeah. The problem is Paul and, and Griffin hate
1: each other. So. Yeah, that uh, that's probably not getting run back again. Um. <laughs> so let's see. Any? Let's see if I had any more questions. Um. Yeah, I, didn't,
0: I didn't get anything, man.
1: Terrence weak. Davis over under two points a game, two and a half points a game. I'm gonna go over. I think he's got a good oh. chance to be a really good bench player for uh for Toronto. Their roster is kind of transitioning. I yeah. think he's uh I think he's got a chance to really kind of show out and solidify himself as an NBA bench player uh, this year.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. He's gonna get a lot of opportunities.
1: Yeah, I am uh I'm I'm actually very interested to follow along and kind of see what see what that looks like. So definitely over two and a half. I think he could be a Seven, eight, nine, I, don't, I don't know, 9, 10 point a game guy maybe even, It depending on how many, many, many minutes they give him off the bench, because his job is going to be to come off the bench, give energy, and score.
0: I did, uh, I did have one question, but I can't, I got it on uh, weird enough, I got it on Snapchat, but I didn't see who sent it. Uh, I got asked what we're listening to like, podcast-wise.
1: I'm not a big like series podcast guy, I listen to a lot of Bill Simmons, I listen to Pardon My Take, um, I listen to Ryan Russillo's podcast. I listen to the one he does with SVP. I do a lot of sports podcasts. I'm not big into the series. Uh, I'm not against it. Like I've, I've listened to a couple of them before, and they're not bad. Um, but I'm just uh, – I am not not big into that. So I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Yeah,
0: I'm a big true crime person. So uh, I've listened, I listened to Up and Vanish Season 2 recently. I'm listening to Culpable – uh, I listened to "Live and Die in L.A." I just finished that maybe a week ago. I listened to "In the Dark." Yeah, it's my podcast range is quite uh, quite there.
1: Explain what some of those are.
0: Uh, "Culpable" and "In the Dark" are a true crime series based in Mississippi. Uh, "Culpable" is about the uh, kid in Meridian that was that he died and they ruled it a suicide, but a lot of the evidence points towards it being a homicide. I don't want to give give too much away, but It's really fascinating um, that they ruled it a suicide as quickly as they did uh, when there were two people that had motive to kill him and uh, were at the apartment at the time of the alleged suicide. And uh, In the Dark is basically about the uh, trials of Curtis Flowers, who'd been convicted six times or he'd been convicted three times of a quadruple murder in Winona, Uh, but the there were six trials, three of them were a hung jury, three of them were convictions, but all three convictions have been overturned by the Supreme Court, uh, including the last one that was, a, that was uh, overturned by the United States Supreme Court. So it just kind of goes into detail about that. Three
1: different quadruple
0: homicides? No, 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 no. Uh, just one quadruple homicide, so four murders. Um, he was tried six times, there were three hung juries, I believe this is right, it could be, it, I think it was two hung juries, four convictions. But, uh, like the convictions kept getting overturned. Three of them were overturned by the Mississippi Supreme court. One of them was overturned by the the United States Supreme court. So they kept going back to trial. Uh, it was recently overturned again. So there's likely going to be a seventh trial.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a word for it.
1: Um, yep. So that's kind of what I got podcast wise. Obviously Colin is way more into the murder (laughs) stuff. Uh, which may be good for conspiracy theory Monday, which we'll back at it again. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. what? Are, I don't what are really we have do it Monday.
1: What? Uh, okay. I'll have to decide on that over the weekend. I hadn't looked at it yet. Um,
0: I'm I'm big on the Helen Keller one, man.
1: Okay, fine. We can make it. There. I'll There's, decide yeah. now. Monday
0: conspiracy theory
1: corner is Helen Keller. I don't there understand that at all. Um, I'll look into it. I didn't know that was a thing until I got a lot of pushback when I said Helen Keller's real, and I got a bunch of DMs and stuff <laughs> saying, "No, she's not." Okay
0: um i mean i kind of get it like i will save it for monday but i understand where the people are coming from
1: uh i guess i do i don't really but whatever um oh twitter crashed
0: yeah yeah i know you were happy
1: yes i am a big proponent that twitter is one of the worst
0: things to ever happen to society uh and we all be better off I don't get your hate for Twitter versus Facebook. Like, Facebook was just like Twitter before Twitter existed. Of course, you, I'm not mocking you. I like, don't surf you? Facebook, though.
1: Like, Are I post like, stuff like, on there. I, can, I may I, Occasionally, this sounds like corny, but I occasionally like people that I kind of know that kind of want to keep up with, but not really. I can kind of, like, very easily see what they're doing, what they're up to in life, and then I can be on with it. But, like... I don't get on Facebook, and yes, you – I've, and it may be because I've purged most people that post political stuff on my Facebook feed. Like I've, I've basically made it a, a month out of every time I saw one, I'd unfriend them or mute them or whatever the hell you do on Facebook. But like Twitter, there's just so much garbage. It's all the unoriginal jokes. It's people just being hateful to each other. I, I am not – I don't like Twitter. If I didn't have, have to have it for a job, I would
0: not be on Twitter. So do you not get on Twitter like at all except for to post stuff?
1: Um, no, I've tried to go less and less, but I I do like I make myself for like like certain portions of the day to scroll through for like news, because one of the things that sucks about like the way sports media is nowadays, you have to kind of like be up to date on Twitter and stuff to get news and kind of understand what's going on around you but it's just like sifting through so much garbage just to get through it like there's no other meat there what what other medium on earth do people create fake names to basically just chirp and just shout things at people what (laughs) What other medium on earth do we have that just
0: don't follow those
1: people i don't but it just comes in like any it's just the fact that it's there like it's impossible not to see use the use the mute button my man Oh, my mute list has gotten longer and longer and longer and longer. Um, But that's just my like. I think society's mental health and everything would be so much better if we didn't have social media in general. Probably Twitter being one, Instagram being two. (laughs) I don't. I don't use Instagram a ton. I don't really use Instagram at all either. I've, I've actually deleted it off my phone, and I'm not. I don't have as big a crusade against Instagram as I do Twitter. I just don't have any really much use for instagram i don't know how to use it i'm not good at it i uh and i I don't i haven't posted in three years and i don't necessarily like i tried to use it for work sometimes like i would post like pictures and then be like hey this article linked in there but it's impossible to see if there's actually any engagement on that there's no way to like tell so i stopped doing that i couldn't tell if that was working so i stopped doing that and then like i don't like hate instagram but i don't really have like 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 no offense to any of my friends or anyone listening like you post a picture of what you did on the weekend and be like, "Look, my life's so great." I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying to take. I just don't care. So I
0: don't have a ton of use for Instagram. I don't hate it. Uh, that's how you. Uh, that's how you keep up with your high school friends that you haven't talked to in seven years, though.
1: Uh, I have Facebook for that, and I can do it on my own time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I, I I'd wish the Twitter crash was permanent. I think we'd all be better. Can you imagine if we didn't have Twitter and no one was reading
0: Donald Trump tweets every day? You can't Man, tell me I'd society be, would be better? I'd be bored though. Like there's I use Twitter a lot for like car rides like when i'm on an hour and a half car ride like what am i gonna do for an hour and a half
1: man oh no and i'm guilty of that too i'm not trying to act like i'm not trying to tell you i don't read twitter i i do and i it's almost like a, it's like a drug i can't quit it's like i keep going <laughs> back to it because like you said i get bored in a car ride or like i like i the the reason i got on this soapbox yesterday as we were talking about is i was sitting in the grove trying to write the Writes at least the legwork of the this piece that I was talking about earlier on the two sport thing, and I was getting really bad writer's block. So I just spent three hours surfing Twitter. And I was like, "What am I doing? Why am wait, I reading wait, this
0: wait. stuff?" You sat out in the grove and that heat on Twitter uh yes
1: honestly though it wasn't that bad uh as shaded as the grove is and it wasn't that hot yesterday and i did it in the morning it uh it's really not that bad and it's very peaceful um no granted it's not it's not the most comfortable this time of year but it's really if you go in the morning as shaded as the grove is it's not awful like it's not baking like in the afternoon sun
0: you're a big fan of being outside aren't you
1: um, I, I, yes, I, I would, I enjoy being outside. I enjoy sitting outside. I, uh, I feel more creative and like, I feel like I can, like, right. Obviously, it did not work yesterday because I spent three hours <laughs> doing nothing, but I feel like I can do that better than sitting like inside in a room with no windows or sitting at a kitchen table. So, yes, for the most part. Um,
0: but so yeah. about so, having a good computer battery.
1: Uh, yes, I know I make sure it's all charged up, but my point being is I was like, I was like, what, like, why does this medium exist?
0: Like, why can't we not blow this up? You know, it
1: doesn't make money.
0: Like, from Twitter stocks and stuff, it doesn't make money.
1: Uh, yeah, Twitter stock is not, uh, not great. Obviously, the, the medium makes money because uh, that Jack fellow is quite rich. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, why, why are we doing this? Like, why, why do we have Twitter? I was like, we can't blow this up it's just but, it's the same but, unoriginal but, jokes it's like you call you someone leave? your president or you call someone your son or you say this is an arby's and then you get a bunch of likes and it's like holy shit i'm hip and cool like not really at all I, everyone's making the same joke i feel like that uh, that rant was directed at one twitter feed um maybe somewhat but it's it's it, but it's it's the same kinds of people how about instead of one twitter feed it's one kind of person out there Okay. Or one kind of thing. It's just it's all the same stuff. People make the same jokes repetitively and it's like acting as if it's original. I'm not saying would, there aren't funny people on Twitter, but it's just the same garbage.
0: How would Hugh Freeze get his rocks off then?
1: Oh, God. And that's another reason. You know, Hugh, <laughs> if someone's like, why do you think we should vote on Twitter? Hugh Freeze. <laughs> example A, I'd walk into a courtroom with a picture of the <laughs> compliance tweet and then walk out.
0: <laughs> not, not even say a word.
1: No, I was just. It's so, Mr. Rippy, Why are you having this crusade against Twitter? I would just post. I would get a little cardboard blow up, and then if you have facts about violations, do not uh, send it to compliance at Ole or otherwise you're not slander these young men and their families, and I would walk out of the courtroom. <laughs> so that's my Twitter soapbox. I just spent way too much time on that. Um, so you
0: just delete it off your phone,
1: Rip. I can't. I have to have it for work. It's like – that's that's, the, the, that's probably why I'm so tortured and I sound like I'm an well, insane person. No, no. I have to have it for the work, but – and I need to look – I need to read it to kind of stay up in things, but I hate myself for it. <laughs> well, just – look, if you're having to post links, you're on your computer. Just do it on your computer. Honestly, you know what I uh, – so I proposed this idea. I was like, well, if we can't blow it up, what can we do? You know what we should do? There should be Twitter for – uh, there should be Twitter, There should be one website where you could use it to like share articles and info and content and stuff, and then another one where people get to scream at each other with you know the handle like I don't know Grinder Dog sixty nine or whatever. Those <laughs> people can have their own website, and then the people putting out information and content can have another one. How about that? So all you want on Twitter is
0: information and content.
1: Yes. Like, just don't give me the other crap, and and I'm not even talking about like like Trump is Trump is in the grinder dog 69 side. Like he, his stuff that's at least, that to me. uses his real name. That's true. That's true. Trump does not have a burner. Um.
0: Well, hold on. <laughs> doesn't mean he doesn't have a burner.
1: Well, and I'm not trying to act like Trump's tweets aren't entertaining, but it just drives people insane. I was like, this can't be healthy. Like the same people that reply under that guy's tweets every day, it's like these people are deranged. <laughs> that's,
0: like there's that's no not- way this is healthy. Sometimes I just go, like, re- read the replies to his tweets.
1: So do I. And that's the stuff I can't quit doing. Like, I hate my – I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm psychoanalyzing myself right now. It doesn't matter. We've gone way too long on this. Um, Do you have anything else? We didn't even hardly do anything Ole Miss-related on this podcast. No.
0: No. Has anything happened to Ole Miss-related?
1: No, absolutely not. And thank you, if you're listening, for sticking with us. Our numbers have held up better than I thought over this last month. Um, I thought they would take a really steep decline, but they – uh. They've, held, they've stood up okay. Next week, though, we're back on the up and up. We are back. Like, we've got SEC Media Days. We'll have all kinds of just crap to talk about. I'll have a bunch of interviews from SEC Media Days hopefully lined up. We'll just have a bunch of stuff.
0: And, I bet but, Dan Pollard th- wears, wears some nice shoes we can talk about.
1: Yep, yeah, we'll, we'll have all kinds of stuff. We'll get to talk about who got bigger, faster, and stronger in the <laughs>
0: offseason.
1: Um, yeah, but everybody. seriously, it'll just be football-related stuff. Like we'll have kind of stuff to do. Like this was rock bottom. This week was awful. <laughs> like this was text you twenty minutes before and like, what are we doing today? Like this 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 was this week is rock bottom. SB's week is always rock bottom. Like there's Man. nothing going on. And now I'm kind of excited because we are like back on the up and up. We we are on an upward ascension starting next week.
0: My uh, beat the streak came to an end last night. Rip. Damn, dude. At what?
1: At what? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. That is uh. That is unfortunate.
0: unfortunate. Yeah, that is very unfortunate. We can can all blame Jose Altuve. Unbelievable the the balls on that guy. Yeah, no, you know he's actually kind of struggled this year. Yeah, he has.
1: He he has struggled, Uh, but he hasn't been healthy. He's he's had a he's had a rehab stint um, and something. He might have had two different injuries. I can't remember. Yeah, he's
0: had like two fifty. He's got like a seven fifty OPS. He tried to. Here's how you know it's going bad. Last night there were two outs with a runner in scoring position and he tried to bunt for a hit.
1: That's when you know you're struggling a bit. <laughs> so um well, all the more time. You got plenty of time left in the season yeah, to get yeah. to fifty yeah. seven again. So we're yeah, all good. Yeah, this podcast will really take off if I get to fifty-seven. Yeah, no kidding, we'll be rich. Um <laughs> so that's uh that's pretty much all I got for today. Thank yeah. y'all for sticking with us during this awful, awful stretch of content um we'll be back at it next week i'll be in hoover we will uh we'll have all kinds of stuff from sec media days all kinds of coverage at supertalk.fm next week is kind of the the build to football season we'll be on that and then once we get to august and september we'll be off to the races so we made it through the worst part of the summer i uh, i feel like i accomplished
0: something <laughs> <laughs> is this is this uh akin to getting the master's degree
1: Yes, yes. You just made it through the weeds. Like, you made it through the absolute just dead part Wait, of the summer. Have you Ole Miss got- baseball helped out with that a little bit, playing yeah, deep fish into yeah. the postseason.
0: Yeah. Have you still got, not gotten your degree yet? Have you paid the parking ticket? Uh,
1: no, I actually need to do that today before I get oh, out of town. <laughs> I'm about to be on the road for a while. I'm going home for a golf tournament with my dad this weekend, going straight to Hoover, doing Hoover, going to see a buddy in L.A. for a week, and then coming back for fall camp.
0: Oh, so you're going to L.A. for a week.
1: Oh yeah, the end of this uh, Rippy vacation time and doing nothing like season is rapidly coming to an end. We're on the home stretch of that you're as going,
0: well. You going, Dod- going to a Dodgers game? Uh yes.
1: I think we're gonna do Dodgers and Angels. There you
0: go. There you go. So
1: yeah, so we'll uh big couple weeks ahead. I'm pumped. But anyway, that's uh that's about all I got, unless you got anything else. That's that's all I got, man. All right, for Colin Brister, I'm Brian Scott Rippy. Like and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. Uh this week notwithstanding, maybe uh <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate you listening, and we will be back at it next week.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.